welcome to Hebraic Insights in the Gospels. Join us every Sabbath on Zion Road Radio for a look at the life, deeds, and words of Yeshua Messiah and his followers from the Torah-centric Hebraic perspective they were originally lived and written in. Today's program is about the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. What is the object Yahweh has in mind when he shares the truth with us? What should our lives be about as believers? What is the good soil? And what produces good fruit? Stay tuned through the end of this program for Eliyahu ben David's insight on fruit for the kingdom in Matthew chapter 13. Now, here's today's scripture portion. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. On that day, Yeshua went out of the house and sat by the seaside. Great multitudes gathered to him, so that he entered into a boat and sat, and all the multitudes stood on the beach. He spoke to them many things in parables, saying, Behold, a farmer went out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside, and the birds came and devoured them. Others fell on rocky ground, where they didn't have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of earth. When the sun had risen, they were scorched. Because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked them. Others fell on good soil and yielded fruit, some one hundred times as much, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them, To you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but it is not given to them. For whoever has, to him will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever doesn't have, from him will be taken away even that which he has. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they don't see, and hearing they don't hear, neither do they understand. In them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, By hearing you will hear, and will in no way understand. Seeing you will see, and will in no way perceive. For this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are dull of hearing. They have closed their eyes, or else perhaps they might perceive with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and should turn again. And I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For most certainly I tell you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see the things which you see and didn't see them, 
and hear the things which you hear, and didn't hear them. Hear then the parable of the farmer. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that which has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown by the roadside. What was sown on the rocky places. This is he who hears the word and immediately with joy receives it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. When oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. What was sown among the thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. What was sown on the good ground, this is he who hears the word and understands it, who most certainly bears fruit and brings forth some one hundred times as much, some sixty, and some thirty. And now, here's Eliyahu ben David's insight on that portion. Great to have everybody with us once again. We're studying a chapter of the book of Matthew that's close to my heart. You're going to enjoy this. And of course, fruit for the kingdom is such an important thing. It's really what the life of a follower of Yeshua is all about. What we're meant to do is to produce fruit for his kingdom. This is from Matthew 13, verse 1 through 23. And the point I want to get across is simple. The object the Lord has in mind in sharing the truth with anyone is that they will produce fruit for the kingdom. Now that's a very simple thought. But many of us were taught something different. Many of us were taught that it's really all about us. Right? The whole object was for us to get saved. But you know, if you think of it that way, once you're saved, then what? Then what do you do? You just go and spend your life like the world? You just continue on with your life like you always did? No, there's more to it. Getting saved is just the beginning. The object is for you to produce fruit for the kingdom. Now, I've gone through the Gospels and I've picked out certain verses where Yeshua has spoken about this to bring out some different aspects of 
producing fruit for the kingdom. All of these verses show that that's really the expectation. That's His expectation of us. And I think we certainly see that here in Matthew 13. And it's telling us here about the good soil. It tells us the good soil is he who hears the word, understands it, who most certainly bears fruit. The object there is to bear fruit, right? Now, not everybody is the same. You've got some people who bear a lot of fruit, like the Apostle Paul. You have some other people whose fruit-bearing seems to be more modest Although, really, from our perspective, it's hard for us to know, isn't it? Because there's things that happen in people's lives and things that they do that we might not know, that Yahweh knows. Maybe the person that doesn't seem to bear as much fruit is really bearing a lot more fruit. It's hard to say. Also, there's different kinds of fruit, right? Certainly, bringing the truth to other people and then having them come into the kingdom is bearing fruit. But that's only one kind of fruit. What about the fruit of the Spirit? Are you producing the fruit of the Spirit in your life? That's nothing to minimize. Are you being changed in your character to be more like Messiah? Well, that's part of the fruit he's looking for. So fruit covers a pretty wide area of different things. But the truth is, as disciples of Yeshua Messiah, if we understand the Word, if we hear it and understand it and respond to it, it's going to produce fruit. It will. But one of the things we saw here in Matthew 13 is that doesn't happen for everybody. Here in Matthew 13, we've got three kinds of soil that ultimately don't produce fruit. In some cases, they do for a while, but then, for various reasons that we've discussed, they don't. And you need to understand that. First of all, because you don't want to be one of those people. You don't want to be someone that starts and then gives out. Because then you never enjoy the benefit of bearing fruit. But also, you need to know that as you're sharing the truth with other people, you're spreading the word, you're sowing the seed. And you need to realize most of the people are not going to ultimately bear fruit. So you can't let that discourage you. You have to understand Messiah told you that's exactly what would happen. There's nothing wrong with your message. There's nothing wrong with you. The fact is, most people do not have a heart that is good soil for the kingdom. That's really what Messiah is saying. It's a relatively small group of people that have the kind of heart that makes them good soil. So not only do they receive and understand the Word, but they go on to produce fruit for the kingdom. Whether... 30-fold or 100-fold. And so don't be discouraged by the ones that don't ultimately go on. Realize this is just part 
of what we're doing. And Messiah told us it would be this way. But the point is, the object the Lord has in mind is that we produce fruit for the kingdom. Now here's another point. Matthew 3, which we've already gone through. The point here is only those who actually bring forth fruit are of use to the kingdom. Let's say you got saved, but you don't bring forth fruit for the kingdom. Well, the kingdom has done something for you, but what have you done for the kingdom? Not much, right? If our life is just about getting saved, then we're missing the point. Here's what it says. Even now the axe lies at the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree that doesn't bring forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Now that's pretty harsh. But basically, what it's saying is those things that are not useful are normally discarded. And we are expected to bring forth fruit for the kingdom. Matthew 7, we saw this. Good fruit is the evidence that one is a good tree. Now what does it mean to be a good tree? Well, in this case, it simply means that you are a good disciple of Messiah, that you are imitating Him, you're in vital connection with Him, and if you are, you can't help but bring forth good fruit. This is an evidence of who you are. I like this verse. Now realize I'm really abbreviating all of these. There's so much more to say about all of this. This is an overview. But Matthew 21, which we haven't gotten to yet, says, Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of Elohim will be taken away from you, that is, the religious leaders of that day, and will be given to a nation bringing forth its fruit. And isn't that exactly what happened in the first century? Messiah came to call out a remnant of people who were truly seeking after Yahweh and following the Messiah. And they brought forth the fruit of the kingdom. Whereas the others, sadly, became apostates. They really were a schism away from the truth. So a nation producing the fruits of the kingdom was raised up. And isn't that exactly what Yahweh promises to do here in these last days with the remnant? Isn't that what, in fact, He is doing? So if we want to bring forth good fruit, we want to be a part of that nation that is bringing forth the kingdom fruit. There's really a lot more we could say about that, right? Well, let's go on. The book of John has a lot to say about fruit for the kingdom. And here's something to think about. Producing fruit means giving up other things. In other words, producing fruit has to be a priority over the things of our own life. Messiah put this in 
a very dramatic way, but really not overstating it. He says, most certainly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now there, one aspect of what he's talking about is himself, right? Like a grain of wheat. And he went down into the earth and died for all of us. And in doing that, he was able to bear much fruit. All of us, in fact, have been brought into the kingdom because of his willingness to die to himself in his own interests. After saying this, he says, he who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. But when I read that, I realize these earlier verses were not just about Messiah. They were about Messiah as an example to all of us, but he's saying we all need to do this. We all need to lose our life in this world. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to die on the cross and have the same death as Messiah. But it does mean that we must not love this life more than the life we receive from Him. And it's about bearing fruit. Bears much fruit. It's a matter of priorities. Putting, bearing fruit for His kingdom above the things of our own life. It means giving stuff up, doesn't it? Something to think about. Oh, wow, I like this one. Intimate connection with Messiah is what produces fruit. He said in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Think about that. This all works in a supernatural way. This is why organized religion is bogus. Okay? Because organized religion can't do this. This is about a personal relationship. You and Messiah as the vine. You're a branch. He's the vine. You're the branch. Okay? You have to be connected to Him. There's no substitute for that. All right? Other people can help you with that, can tell you things that are going to help you, can set an example for you, can minister to you in different ways. And I really hope that our ministry is doing that for you. But ultimately, it's all about you and that vine, right? And you've got to be vitally connected to Him. And if you are, and you remain in Him, you will bear much fruit. Because what you've got there, you know, you've got the vine, you've got the branch, the sap, 
comes up through the vine. And then, because it's connected, it goes out into the branch. Let's say we're talking about a grapevine. And that sap, that life, goes up and out into the branch. What happens on the branch then? You get this big, big bunch of grapes, right? Aren't those wonderful to just pick right off of that? Well, that's what happens with you if you're connected to the vine. It just works, right? Because you have his life in you. And it just works, and you produce much fruit for the kingdom. And you know, we've got to remember this. Apart from him, we can't do anything. So do we have anything to boast about in that if we're bringing forth fruit? Well, we can boast in him, but we can't boast in ourselves. Because really, apart from him, we can't do anything of real value. That's just the truth. That is the fruit of the kingdom he's looking for. That fruit that we produce in him. A lot of this other stuff that we see in organized religion and all this hype and rah-rah stuff, it doesn't remain. Much of it doesn't remain. So it looks like something. It looks like a lot. But, you know, ultimately, everything it looks like isn't necessarily there. What we're talking about here is really a secret process of the heart that goes on between him and each individual. And... You don't see all that rah-rah stuff, but it's something real, and it's something that lasts. It's something that brings forth real fruit for the kingdom. This is where our emphasis has to be. Drawing closer to him and staying close to him. Then we'll bring forth much fruit. John 15.2 is also talking about this. And it shows that the fruit we bring forth determines how we are treated in the kingdom as a branch. It says, every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. You know, you get vines, you get trees, where for various reasons, the branch becomes disconnected in terms of there's no flow-through anymore. And what happens with that branch? It just dries up and withers, right? And eventually, it just falls away from the tree. Well, we can't let that happen to ourselves. It says, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Pruning. You know, do you have trials come into your life? Does that happen to you? You have times that are like dry spells. Do you have maybe certain things that you struggle with at times? But you continue on. You continue in vital relationship with Him, but maybe you're troubled by these things. Well, these things are evidence that you are being pruned. You haven't been forgotten. You haven't been cut off. You are being pruned. Things are being pruned out of your life. 
so that you can be a branch that brings forth much more fruit. This is an evidence of his love for you, that he is pruning your life so that you can bear more fruit for his kingdom. And you know, uh, when we get to be with him, our reward in the kingdom is going to be based on our fruit. So isn't it a great thing that he does that? And, you know, if we feel like we're suffering a bit in the process because we're being pruned, let me tell you that in the days to come, in that day, we're going to receive so much more because this happened in our life so we could bring forth more fruit. You know, our Father is always doing everything in love. You really have to remember that. Don't go away. Hebraic Insights in the Gospels will be right back after this. Enjoying this episode of Hebraic Insights in the Gospels? Want to hear more teachings from Eliyahu Ben David? Tune in to our 24-7 internet radio station, Zion Road Messianic Radio. You can catch the latest episodes of Hebraic Insights in the Gospels before they're released as a podcast, learn more about what Zion Ministry teaches from our other programs, and listen to a host of uplifting songs from our independent Messianic music artists. To tune in to our station, go to zion.org. That's T-S-I-Y-O-N dot O-R-G. Or search for Zion Road Messianic Radio. Again, that's Zion spelled T-S-I-Y-O-N in your favorite internet radio app or station directory. Don't miss the latest episodes. Go to tsiyon.org and check the station schedule to see what's playing. Welcome back. Here's more Hebraic insights in the Gospels from Eliyahu ben David on fruit for the kingdom. It's telling us that bearing fruit glorifies the Father. What a great reason to do it. And it defines us as disciples because that's what disciples do. John 15, 8 says, In this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my Talmudim. Isn't that great? I think that's just fabulous. And just to be able to walk with Messiah in this way as his Talmudim, to bring forth fruit that is glorifying to the Father in heaven. And what a great thought that is. What a wonderful reality that is. Talmudim were chosen to bear eternal fruit. And doing so gives power to our prayers. 
This is what Messiah said. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you will ask of the Father in My name, He may give it to you. So, we learn a number of things here. First of all, we realize that even though we have free will, we didn't choose Him. We wouldn't even have known to do it except He chose us. He chose you. And He chose you for what? That you should go and bear fruit. It doesn't say, well, He chose you to get saved. Right? That's just the first step of the process. What He's got in mind here when He chooses you is for you to bear fruit for the kingdom. And not only that you bear fruit, but that you bear fruit that will remain. We're talking here about eternal fruit. Now let me ask you something. What can you put your effort into in this world that is going to give you eternal fruit? Do you think, let's say you become the richest man in the world, okay? You have a business that brings forth vast sums of money, billions, trillions of dollars. Is that going to remain? Are you going to remain? So this is no small thing that we're actually empowered through Him to bring forth fruit that will remain, that has eternal value. What is there that could possibly compare with that work of bringing forth that fruit? And you know, if we do that, and we are fruitful in our life, it tells us here, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He may give it to you. It does matter what you do. You know, people think, well, if you pray in the name of the Son, then your prayers will be fulfilled. And I'm not saying that that isn't true. But I am saying it makes a difference. If you are bringing forth the fruit of the kingdom in your life, you will have power in your prayers to ask the Father anything in His name and He will give it to you. If you're not bringing forth fruit, myself, it's only logical to think why He might be reluctant. If I've got things in my way already that are keeping me, holding me back from producing fruit for the kingdom, and I'm praying for more things, if I'm the Father in heaven hearing that prayer, I might be thinking, well, look, what they've got already is keeping them from producing fruit. How can I give them these other things they want too when what they've got already is holding them back. So, you know, really, isn't it just love that He doesn't give those people everything they pray for? 
But if what you're praying for is things that are just going to help you keep producing more fruit, praying according to his will, why would he not open up the heavens to you and to your prayers? So it's something really to think about, isn't it? And that's no small benefit that comes to the Talmudim who have a focus of producing fruit for the kingdom. So that's what we're about here at Zion. Our purpose with Zion Academy and all the Zion resources we provide for you and for our radio listeners, for everybody really that we can reach is to help you produce fruit for the kingdom. It's not about us. You know, I hope we're producing fruit for the kingdom. Each of us individually, and I believe we are. But it's not about that here. It's not about us individually here at Zion. It's about expanding, right, what we have through sowing the seed, through helping you to have an opportunity to share, to learn more about how to sow the seed, how to sow the Word, and to concentrate on, think on that, to have the tools you need, the truth from His Word. If you concentrate on that in your life, it's going to help you to bring forth much more fruit. So that's what our calling is, is to help you to be able to do that. And that's why, you know, I just keep praying for everyone who comes in contact with us, all of our Zion members, to be serious about everything that we're offering. Because... It's going to really help you if you keep up with our action points, if you, you're a part of these meetings, even more so if you participate in the meetings in the Zion Academy, you're going to find yourself equipped, benefited, to not only be built up within yourself, which is so important, but also to produce more fruit for the kingdom. So it's a corporate effort, you know? It's like we have our part, you have your part. The Father in heaven has his part. Messiah, as the vine, has the important part in all of it, right? Because he's the one that's vitally connected to all of us. And we're a part of something that is eternal, something that is so amazing and so special. And we want to produce much fruit for the kingdom. Ooh, wow. You know, when I think about this, it's just kind of an amazing thing. You just think about this work that he started 2,000 years ago. And he told them that their fruit would remain. And generations have sown the seed of the kingdom. Generations have come and gone through 2,000 years 
And here we are. Fruit. Fruit for the kingdom. It's amazing. And you know, things are quickly drawing to a conclusion as he's promised. But you know, that's really part of another message in Matthew 13, and we'll be getting to that next week. You have been listening to Hebraic Insights in the Gospels. Further teachings and study materials on various related topics and others can be found at our membership site, Zion Tabernacle. Sign up is free. Just go to zion.net. That's T-S-I-Y-O-N dot N-E-T. Or click the membership link on the Zion Road website. New programs on the Gospels will be airing every Sabbath on Zion Road Radio. Join us next Shabbat to learn more in the book of Matthew. Shabbat Shalom! Ask for the ancient past.